Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. It is me, me, me. I am back, back, back. Hello. This is a podcast, me and all my friends. I'm Ryan. And guess what? This is the, what I am referring to as the second season of uh, this podcast. Uh, you're here. You're listening to it. You're a part of it. I know uh, if you've been listening, this was a bit of an unexpected break. I'm pretty sure I did say that I'd see you next week uh, a bunch of weeks ago. And then I disappeared. But I'm back. And I'm better than ever. Um, so, hi. How, how are you? Was your week good? Was your was your month or, or, or two good? Did you have a good time? Are you having a good time? I've been pretty good. I've been, I've been away for a good enough reason. I've been working on a movie. Uh, the movie's called Dreamstone, and the good news is, is that movie comes out very soon, uh, October 6th, uh, to be specific, on a YouTube channel, a YouTube channel called Brizzy Voices, which is owned by a girl named Anna Brisbane, who, wait, is on the podcast today. Wow, did you see the bridge? Did you see it happen? Cause, cause, go back and listen to it if you didn't, if you... You, you understood what I was doing there, right? Anna Brisbane is on the podcast today to kick off this inaugural second season. And what a joy it was to talk to her. She, uh, we, uh, you know, we do talk about this a little bit, but she has, I would consider her one of my older friends. Uh, we've been fr- friends for almost seven years. Uh, we met like super early in college. Uh, we moved out to LA right around the same time. We have been hanging out and working together for a long, long time. Uh, it was so good to finally sit down with her uh, and talk just about her life and certain things that I didn't know and certain things that I didn't know and, 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 and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I know you're super, you're ready for Anna. I can feel it. I can feel it in your bones. But I got to talk about just two more things. Uh, one is Dreamstone. You're going to want to check out the trailer. It's already on Anna's YouTube channel. Just uh, There's going to be links in the description or just go on YouTube, look up Brizzy Voices. The Dreamstone trailer is up. It's going to be out on October 6th. But if you want to hang out with Anna or you want to hang out with me, I mean, more importantly, if you want to hang out with Anna, uh, and a bunch of other people, not just Anna, freaking Bertie Gilbert, Jack Howard, Tom Fair, all these amazing people. Uh... Come to Buffer Festival in Toronto on September 30th. We're all going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching movies. We're going to be premiering movies. It's going to be a good time. Uh, other than that, welcome back. Welcome back to me and all my friends. I am overjoyed that you are here. I am overjoyed that you are listening. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube, which is new. There's a YouTube thing now. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. You don't need to do all of them. Whatever is best. I mean, you could do all of them if you want. Whatever is best. Please drop a review on iTunes. That that so helps uh, people seeing it, people uh, interacting with the podcast. It, it, it makes it more visible. Uh, and I'm going to shut up. I'm going to get you right into the conversation right now. Wait, not now. Now. gonna get really redundant i i was thinking never mind it doesn't matter um i also like that there's two identical pairs of white ray-bans like that's like a very anna thing like in your bathroom and they both have two different like one's like youtube space and one's like at&t yeah that was a good detail hi hello my name is ryan this is me all my friends this podcast it's the it's the first one back in a while so i need to like 
my whole like struggle with like the first season was finding a way to start the show mm-hmm. and not but like not start the show mm-hmm. and I just did a bad job at, of doing it yeah you should have sung a jingle that would have been much more well, subtle it's not it's more that like I mean it's the same thing that happens every time as I walk into someone's place we talk and it's very casual because like oh we know each other there's a, yeah. we, we just are talking like people that are friends and then the the R button gets pressed and it's like, uh, but nah. no, nah, no. but we're, I mean, if any, if any two people were to be able to get comfortable in front of a mic, it would be the person that's with me, Anna Brisbane, that's true, that's true. YouTuber extraordinaire, voice actress extraordinaire, tele. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, te- I was going to say screen actress would be a better, a more concise way of doing it. Extraordinaire. Sure. Uh, I don't know if extraordinaire applies there, but well, it uh, exists. It exists. Um, what else? Uh, Ex Quidditch player. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Is there any? You're an easy one because you have like a pretty like oh you're like a YouTuber and a voice actress. Yeah. As opposed to like and maybe some people are like multi hyphenates or other people are like non hyphenates. True. So, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I did tweet this, so it's not, like, some new information. But it, it occurred to me when I was wishing you a happy birthday on Twitter that I'm pretty sure you're, like, you, I can count you as one of my oldest friends. I don't know, um, I mean, how your friends <laughs> compare to mine. I have much older friends well, than well, college. Okay, but... <laughs> okay. Well, I was just saying that, like, I have friends from high school and from elementary school and from growing up, but, like... As far as, like, so many of my friends in my life now are, like, last, like, four years. Yeah, Even sure. in the last two years of people. So it was like, oh, wait, people like you and Brittany and Victor, like, are people that have been yeah. around for as far seven as, years. Yeah, people that we actually see current. Regularly. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, current day-to-day <laughs> friends. Um, and, and NYU is the place of inception. Uh, of friendship inception. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta catch up to that. <laughs> Because uh, the story is, well, we have a, a, an easy, like, meeting thing because it was, like, just Quidditch. And was it the first or was it the second practice? I don't, I don't totally Oh, re- I have no idea. I was at the interest meeting. Yeah, I was at the interest meeting, too. And then there was a practice I didn't go to, but then another one that I did. I think I was at all the first ones. But within, I mean, within... Two or three weeks, I think there was like a core of like us playing Quidditch at NYU yeah. that was like and the the freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get there. There's because there's <laughs> there's obviously story uh, since then. You know what I was gonna do is I was gonna look up which Carolina you're from, and I didn't. <laughs> it's no, Western North. Carolina. That's not no South Carolina. So, okay, <laughs> South Carolina. Um, Everyone always thinks it's North because I don't I don't read as very Southern. No, so I not think at all. people's instinct is to be like, well, not the more southern. Because she's not southern. <laughs> not the geographically more <laughs> southern place. What is there I mean, were people around you like growing up, did they read Southern? A lot of them did, but um to the point where like we would tease them for it in oh, a okay. playful way. Like the girl with the really southern accent, we'd right. be like, Oh, Cheegan, <laughs> like, make fun of her accent in a Tegan. loving way. I like how specific uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Cheegan. <laughs> no, 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 she said chicken, but she would say like Cheegan. Oh, I thought you were making fun of a girl no, named Cheegan. No, her name was Brenna. What's up, Brenna? Hey. Uh, um so, there, so there was everyone most people seem to have some sort of soft southern accent and 
my sisters do, um, but, but it never. It wasn't like something you had to like speech out, like no like speech therapy out or anything. I really like think I think my theory is that I watched so much TV and cartoons mm-hmm. that I got a lot of standard American accents in my brain. Yeah, that's my theory. That's a big. I think that's like a new big thing now. Is that like everything is like so like globalized that like you're watching like if, like even people that are learning English as a language like they're picking up mannerisms that are pretty specific um what was i gonna say uh do you but do you think like was that like more of like a rural thing or was that more of like a south carolina thing because i remember like even like growing up in connecticut like there were people that had like those this kind of weird like hick Mm -hmm. confederate mannerism yeah and it was a thing but it was because it was maybe super rural i don't know yeah it was really just like the one or two people at my school who okay. would be like that. And note that my high school only had like 50 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to the same school since, since I was four years old till oh, I graduated wow. high school. So it was always 150 people-ish mm-hmm. total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was, you know, just a couple people who would be like actual hicks. Right. It was also private school, expensive, so that um kind of weeds out a lot of more the, the people that lower would, income yeah well i think maybe too in the south there's like something of like a, i mean well we're seeing it now is like a cultural pride for that like i'm from the south yeah. and people like latch onto that as like an identity thing yeah it was much more of a preppy southern pride as far as like lime green and pink palmettos <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that sort of deal yeah. rather than like going mudding and <laughs> but you know paintball was still popular you know that sort of stuff do but. you associate as someone from the south like do you can you like relate to a southern mentality specifically the look you're giving me is, <laughs> is the, it answers the i question. can't think of anything no yeah i guess i'm trying to think of because like i definitely do like associate with like a new england thing but I don't know if that's something I've, like, applied after the fact. If, yeah. if now that I'm so removed from it that I'm like, oh, like, I still like wearing boat shoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Even though, like, growing up I hated this stuff. Um, <laughs> and so can you map your family for me? Because as I recall, you have a bit of a web, right? Like, your dad is older? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. He These was... are things that I've known and maybe need refreshing. Yeah, he's in his 70s. He was, like, 56 okay. when I was born. Oh, my gosh. And then my mom is 15 years younger than him. Okay. Um, They divorced when I was, like, 10. Okay. And they're both remarried now. My dad remarried after, like, a couple years. My mom remarried, like, a year or two ago. Well, um, oh, I, oh, I thought you were saying a year after. No. Not a year or two ago. Like, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... But they both had daughters long before I was born and okay. before they were married. Okay. So I have two half-sisters okay. who are in their 30s and 40s. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Did you have relationships with them growing up? Ish. Ish. Um, I think that's kind of hard the, if they're already The better. oldest one moved out when I was probably a baby mm-hmm. uh, to go to college, if mm-hmm. not <laughs> before I was even a baby. I don't know. No, no <laughs> memories of that. Okay. And then the other one probably moved out when I was like six or seven or something so not so much so like not you, so much at yeah. all really um but they you, both have kids and i've been an aunt since i was six so my my <laughs> niece and my oldest niece and nephew are already in college and it's kind of scary that is, that is very intimidating do you have like relationships with them now like pretty good or are this is it kind of like we don't talk a lot but you know there's your facebook s- and yeah texting for yeah. birthdays i feel like that's super hard like 
Like, are you, are you, do you still have relationships with your mother and your father uh-huh. separately? Yeah. yeah. Was it like a, like a, like, did they live close or were you They lived around? literally a mile apart from oh, each okay. other. So it was very convenient. <laughs> so whose idea was it for you to go to like the school that you went to? NYU no, or no, the, the private school? The private school that you I went to. I don't know. Um, I don't know originally because I was like four years old. Mm-hmm. Probably my dad. It seems like more of a my dad kind of school, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very, uh, the town in general is very equestrian. Okay. Uh, a lot of polo players, fox hunters. My dad and my stepmom used to go fox hunting. Whoa. And, um, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, lots of like, <laughs> my dad was like a red coat and stuff. Uh huh. And, um, wait, what's that mean? It was like, you know, kind of high ranking and a, a group of fox hunters. Oh, and they had. Did you, did you have a physical, <laughs> wear a red coat. an actual red coat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. did, what did they do with I the don't foxes? Know. Oh, well, they usually don't catch them, and then they're usually coyotes these days. Oh, and so they're not shooting. You, foxes. No, not at all. They would chase them on horses <laughs> with hounds. Oh no! <laughs> That's so much. To, like at first, I was like, oh, they're shooting foxes, no, no. but now it's, it's just literally like. like Tally-ho! And run through the forest after a fox or coyote. Oh, that's kind of silly and fun. Yeah, it's really just the joy of the chase and not about catching them at all. Sure. So there was definitely like, like a... What's the I'm I'm trying to think of a word like a bourgeois almost yeah thing for sure to, to it very preppy and yeah. high class mm-hmm. or upper middle class mm-hmm. and and what was I mean what was what was like the first couple of years of like your growing up like for you like were you like running around outside were you when was like um, in a way because my house was down literally in the woods because mm-hmm. um, my dad works a lot with animals and um do you like tracks turtles in the woods by putting radios on them okay and and having a little antenna that goes beep 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 beep, beep, beep and okay. he tracks them and studies their movements uh what you do? he researches animals and, for a living yeah whoa um he's retired now but okay. um he's worked with a lot of studies with animals like birds and turtles and mm-hmm. dogs um he discovered a couple of dog breeds um, <laughs> that Wait. you would have never heard of because they're very rare. Like very specific. Uh, yeah, like or the Carolina just... dog and the New Guinea singing dog. Are his? Uh, yeah. Whoa. Um. Wait, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like kind of that's like such a specific like accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what were you always like? Was there like a birthplace of your create of you being a creative person, or was it always just like I'm running just around Harry and Harry Potter, really? Yeah. Yeah. So are we just gonna dive right in already? <laughs> I was I was kind of gonna have it be like a bookmark, but so okay. So how old were we? We were five, right? Ninety seven. Yeah. No, I mean I was. But we were five when it came out. So like by yeah, the maybe. I mean I'm like a few months older than you. Yeah. I was probably six when it came out in the UK. Okay. Maybe seven when it came out in the US. What do you know the actual date of its ninety seven, and yeah. ninety eight? Oh okay. Oh okay. So that would make you six. So what? What's your earliest memory of Harry Potter then? Um, my mom started reading the books to me, and I really, really, really didn't want her to because I hated books and mm-hmm. I only liked TV. Mm-hmm. But she forced 
read them to me before mm-hmm, bed, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had no idea it was about magic. And my first memory, besides not wanting to hear it, <laughs> is that is Hagrid telling Harry that he's a wizard and being like, "What? What?" So you were like predisposed to like be interested in magic by that point even i guess so i what? don't have memories of magic before that okay so it wasn't like you had seen something i'm trying to think no. of like another thing um i can think of and then what was like the growth of it from there because because i'm trying to think i'm even just putting it against my own timeline is that yeah. like i read it in first grade because i remember like mr huckabone my first grade teacher <laughs> Like, I was bringing it to school and reading it during, like, lunch and recess and stuff like that, and he had to get his own copy to read it to, like, be able to talk to me about it. Like, because it, it, it was, like, that, like, early in it being, like, a phenomenon or yeah. whatever. Um, so, were you, do you, when were you, like, I mean, I don't know, what was, like, the next step in you being into Harry Potter? I don't know, I was very hardcore into it from that moment on and mm-hmm. always asking her to keep reading and keep just keep going just one more <laughs> chapter and um i think it was probably the f- fifth book that i started reading it on my own mm-hmm. um i might have reread them myself until that came out but i'm not right. sure i definitely remember my parents reading through the fourth um yeah, and then the first movie was amazing, and I mm-hmm. went with my whole school. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. all the whole school like, went on a field trip to see Harry Potter. All 50 of them? Um, no, there was like 150 total. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Dad and I really liked it, and I was like, I want to do that. Okay. I want to make magic real <laughs> so it was was it the movie or was i guess it was like a build up to the movie yeah it was falling in love with the world and then seeing that world become a visual and auditory mm-hmm. reality sure and wanting wanting to make that happen were you like doing things on your own by then like were you run- having a camera or no no i was i was running away and crying from cameras <laughs> until i was like 16 okay so it was a pretty late because cause we were freshmen when YouTube was a thing, which mm-hmm. was, like, kind of significant, I, I think, to a lot of people. Like, I mean, granted, now, like, 12-year-olds are just discovering YouTube, and it's becoming significant to them. But, like, the fir- literally the first year of it. Um, so, so wait, when did you start acting, though? Because I know... Well, is there anything else to say about, like, I don't know, like, elementary through middle school? Not really. Um, did I you have friends? Just, yeah. I mean, a lot of friends that I've grown up with. For mm-hmm. the most part, um, just like a couple people here and there would change out every year, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of core friends that have been there since at least 5K, if not 4K. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just a lot of watching TV and <laughs> <laughs> cartoons and movies and being a really, really diligent student uh-huh. and um, sports. You did sports? Yeah. Lots of sports. Which sports? Um, mainly volleyball and tennis. Okay, I knew that. I knew volleyball. But um, but I was. I mean, it was a small school, so there's not lots of competition. But I was, (laughs) you know, I know I did like multiple varsity sports if that counts. Mm -hmm. You know, we ended up going to state championships and stuff, but it's it's for the small schools division, so it's it's not not like that big a deal. Yeah, it's not like you're going to like class. Or, I don't know what that means. That, that was like, like, like nope. Like, cause the school is like based on how many students there are. You're like yeah. in class S through L or right. XL or something like that. Um, so, cause, 
Okay, so what's the the breaking point then between being like running away from cameras, but liking <laughs> magic and stuff like that? Yeah. To literally going to like one of the best acting schools in the country. I know because like, <laughs> fourth grade, I, I wanted to be an actress, but I was way too scared of okay. it, and I so I didn't do anything until freshman year of high school. I joined the community theater. Okay. And my school was so small, we we didn't have a drama program, so there was <laughs> nothing there. Um. There was, like, some forced musicals throughout middle school, but mm-hmm. that was really it, and they were, like, the crappiest of the crappy. Um, <laughs> so I don't count those, yeah. but, uh, so freshman year was really the first thing, and I did Alice in Wonderland, and I was one of the flowers, and I had one line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was, and, was um, it everything you it wanted? It was everything! Was it every- um, I don't remember the line, but, uh, <laughs> My line freshman year was, I'll get the knife. That oh, yeah? Is that line. the, no, is that the one you won the award for? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that was, like, kind of a <laughs> big moment in my life though, to be honest but the um so when what I guess like I I'm pecking at like when did it become more of like uh I can do this for real I can yeah. go to school for this like like I can make a thing on my own was there was it just like there was no other option or like what, what? <laughs> kind of yeah I mean I knew I wanted to do it but mm-hmm. I was like that's not a realistic career thing Mm -hmm. so I try to think of other things and they just all seem so boring to me (laughs) no offense (laughs) no yeah I I... um to all the muggles listening to this Mm -hmm. um but yeah I don't know um I started YouTube in 2006 just because I really liked editing Mm -hmm. oh wait so you were running away from cameras for I was not on camera at first. Oh, I was okay. just editing videos together of like Emma Watson and stuff. You were doing that? Yeah. Dude, I every once in a while I'll find out like Tim H, right? Yeah. Like like he was talking about how he used to like make like Goku videos or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Wait, real people did these things? So you were making like Emma Watson like fan yeah, edits." Yeah. Like music video, yeah. Oh. My gosh. To, like, I... accidentally in love by the Counting Crows. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> my first video, that was before YouTube even existed, so I'd have to, like, upload them to, like, mega upload yep. or stuff like that mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. share them with anyone. And then eventually found out YouTube existed, and I was like, this is best. Yeah. It doesn't expire. You don't have to download mm-hmm, anything. Mm-hmm. So the first video I uploaded was uh, an Emma Watson fan video to Sweet 16 because she by Hilary Duff because, because she, she just 16. turned 16. Yeah. Are those videos still online? The first one. That one is. Because that's... I think that's the only fan video that I actually uploaded. That okay. was probably the last one I made. Okay. And then I would upload videos like... I was playing Sims 2. I don't want to make Harry Potter characters and uh-huh. like make them do silly things. Like dance <laughs> to music and stuff. And upload those. And those did surprisingly well. Like really well for... Um, for the time. How big my channel was yeah. at the time. And Yeah. And, and I would I would film I'd be like the paparazzi at my school I'd be taking all the pictures and filming okay. videos and then at the end of the year I'd make a like year music oh, okay. video so those sort of videos. So when did it become like in Me? acting? You, yeah, <laughs> when did it become an Anna thing? The Anna show. Um, I don't know. Eventually, I started the lip sync stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember that was very two thousand seven. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And. I don't know. I was not very committed to that because I had no reason to be. It was just for silly, fun times. Uh-huh. And um, I think I got like 200 subscribers max. Hell yeah. Um, and sometimes I would talk to the camera about whatever. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, it wasn't until college that I wanted to start a new channel. And mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to upload 
videos doing voice impressions so that I could work with people doing a bridge series and fan dubs and stuff. Okay. I didn't want to annoy my already existing 200 per, yeah. subscribers with Th- all these ex- voice videos. That expected the lip sync yeah. videos. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so now, so now we have gaps to fill because that's like... Like, the Brizzy Voices is 2012. Yeah. 2012. And so, okay, so so you go to college, and that's obviously where we met. Now we're caught up. That was yeah. a pretty easy catch-up. <laughs> that was a pretty easy catch-up, admittedly. Um, I mean, because I feel like going from, like, I'm in school plays, and I'm, like, lip-syncing and all that, like, to, like, oh, no, I'm surrounded by, like, I'm in class with everyone who is Belle and Beauty and the Beast, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, w- w- how did you, what was your, like, I guess, identity, like, in those, inside of those acting classes? Because I knew you kind of outside of it uh, through Quidditch and all that, but, but, um, like, how did you kind of see yourself in that landscape of, like, other um, actors? I don't know. It felt right. I was mm-hmm. in, at NYU, they have different acting studios with different methods and stuff they teach and they mm-hmm. ended up putting me in playwrights which is not about writing plays although mm-hmm. there is a playwriting class but um it's called playwrights horizons and the, the whole gist is that it's all like you learn everything about the theater you have to learn right. how to design and write and direct and mm-hmm. all these things while you're learning to act also and i had directed a play in high school and i'm pretty sure that's the only reason they put me in there um kind of pissed but kind of not because i knew from the beginning that i didn't want to do theater professionally and right. knew i wanted to do film uh-huh. um so i was kind of you know, feeling like i was wasting my time with right. all this directing and designing and writing stuff mm-hmm. but at the same time i know it was good for me just as a person yeah and it kind of like especially now i feel like those kind of sensibilities yeah. are like applicable was there like a, a a mega highlight like not to like crunch your like <laughs> three years of school three years three and a half years three and a half yeah uh not to crunch your three and a half years into school and like what was the one thing but like was there like a takeaway even of like do you feel like you got better at acting I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it definitely made me I guess just more self conscious in general mm-hmm. about acting. When you have uh, all the the critiques amped mm-hmm. up, and um, sometimes it would make me more in my head about it, and sometimes it would um, convince me to let that go. It was very s- switching back and forth, mm-hmm. um, depending on the teacher at the time, I guess. Well, and maybe also the lesson. I feel like it's like how like you go to like school to learn and not to like specifically learn the things that you're learning. Yeah. Maybe I feel like the lesson, too, with, like, being an actor or being, like, a creative person in general is that, like, not so much that you can, like, have a hand on, like, the self-conscious throttle, but that you are aware that it's there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, like, like you can't control that happening in your brain, but if you're aware that it's happening in your brain, you can be like, oh, I'm having, like, a self-conscious <laughs> day, and I know how to, like, maneuver through it as opposed to it being, like... Well, I'm the worst actress in the world. Like, I might as well never do anything ever yeah. again. Um, yeah. I felt like it was more about nurturing me as, like, an artist yeah. and, and giving me certain disciplines as far as how to warm up and mm-hmm. and learn about different vocal range, not singing, but just in general, yeah. which I felt like was a big thing for me. And, um how to look at a text if you want to get all in depth, mm-hmm. which was what I was 
most interested in at the time and what I feel like playwrights could have used more of, but I was really thankful when I did get that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last year of acting, we're able to choose a secondary studio, which is like the next step. You get to choose your studio. You're not assigned. So I picked the one that was focused on film and TV Mm -hmm. acting. So that was great for because they taught a lot more about business and Mm -hmm. how cameras different from theater. Mm -hmm. And when I was in the primary studio, it was a lot of everyone pretty much was into theater as well as musical theater. And there was like me and one or two other people who knew they wanted to do film and TV. Sure. Um, But yeah, it was good to finally be in that spot where everyone was wanting to do film and TV, and we were learning for that specifically. Mm-hmm. Do you would you like recommend it to people? Like, if you there was a seventeen year old actress that was like, <laughs> I don't know if I should do this. Like, would you recommend uh, it? It's so hard. It it depends on the person. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I did it because I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford it. But mm-hmm. if that's a big issue for you and you don't think you think it'll really put you under mm-hmm. it's probably not worth it <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but it was really good for me mostly as far as just nurturing me as a person and and making connections and being surrounded by people who are so serious about it totally and wanting to make things yeah like feel... the film students yeah it was good <laughs> yeah and uh and also worth noting that i'm pretty sure i put you in your first voice acting thing uh-huh. Pretty sure that that is my claim to fame. <laughs> you uh, did. I was a mom. You were a mom. It involved a rocket? I don't know. Yeah, something about a rocket. Some <laughs> it, That's on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> and, like, you're going to win the voice Oscar, and I'm going to be like, look what I have. Look what I have to uh, fall of 2010. Oh, my God. Um, I want the... Yeah, it's 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 it exists. It's at my parents' house. I'm almost <laughs> certain of it. Yeah, I have like CDs of certain things and like old shitty like USB 2.0 or 1.0 hard yeah. drives <laughs> of other things. Um, so the other thing before we we get to the to the big thing is is um, so what was like Quidditch for you? Because that was obviously like how we met and and how our like the first while of our our relationship. It, it existed in that circle but like what was it for you and i and i want to do i want to come back around to fandoms and 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 stuff but like do you have anything to say about quidditch um quidditch to me was so perfect and great because it brought me people who were into being silly but also into being serious enough Mm -hmm. about things and and caring about achieving something Mm -hmm. but not so much that they're gonna take themselves too seriously Mm -hmm. like we're gonna remember that we're riding around on a broom yeah and that we just really love harry potter yeah for the most part not everyone does in quidditch yeah it's a very common thing and i feel like very instantly connected with people who love harry potter Mm -hmm. i think it's a really good sign of a good person Mm -hmm. um so and and being able to connect with people in colleges all over the world, mostly mm-hmm. USA, but yeah. all over the world and Canada and everything, um, just through Quidditch and there's a really strong online community mm-hmm. and it got us to travel a lot to different schools and it kept me active when I didn't expect to be in college. Yeah. So it was just really important to me and brought me, I feel, the best people that I could have found in college. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that like I'm now definitely coming back around too on like 
oh, I need more hobbies. Like, <laughs> like, and Quidditch was, like, such a good, like, example of that. It's like, oh, no, like, once a week or twice a week or whatever, you're gonna, like, be with these people and, like, mm-hmm. be forced to, like, go do a thing that's mm-hmm. not just you, like, wallowing in your own life for <laughs> the other six days of the week. Yeah. Um, okay, 2012 is the Brizzy Voices, the year of the Brizzy Voices. <laughs> and you started talking about this. So you were doing, because I remember, like, the ska, the 2010, like, mm-hmm. ska sped up mm-hmm. lip sync Yeah, I would, I would chipmunkify the songs. I would record a lip sync video to the song Normal Speed, and then I would double speed the video so that both the song sounded silly and I looked more ridiculous and it was a shorter, more... Watch. Size video, yeah, uh-huh. e- easily to watch. And were you like connecting with an audience through this? Ish. Ish. Like Not, there, there were strangers watching it. Uh-huh. You know, like two hundred people or less. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, it was just more fun <laughs> to me. Okay, so and so okay, so you got to walk me through. So there was fan fiction, and you wanted to be voicing fan fiction. Fan dubs. Fan. Yeah. Fan. Oh, fan yeah. dubs. Yeah. Wait, what's a fan dub? Fan dubs is when you take a clip from some cartoon or something, and then people plug in their own voices for the characters. Okay. They just try to recreate it. (laughs) Oh, so it's not like you make your own scene? No. Uh, Dom Um, Dom Farah has a bunch of these videos where he's recut uh, scenes from Spider-Man 2, and put like uh, farts, like the word fart in it. Uh-huh. So it's, it, anyways, that's that's a story for a different time. So it's not anything like that. It's like Sounds you would like the summary of Dom. Farrah. Yeah, it's. He, I have seen things that he's made that he are not public, and you don't want to know. Um, so so literally just like you see a scene from like uh, Fairly Odd Parents, and mm-hmm. you just want to like do the voices and recreate the scene mm-hmm. exactly as it is exactly as it is yeah <laughs> the way you said that was so good uh, uh, i don't think i ever did it except technically my first couple of videos on brizzy voices were um pokemon fandom clips right. where i tried to recreate each of the characters but i quickly just privated them because i don't own the clips and right. i was starting to get an actual audience for me and mm-hmm. yeah and so there is a few so, so i mean with I guess we didn't even really chart, like, like what was the initial interest in even doing voices? Like, when did it become acting to just voices? Yeah, it happened because um, there was a, um, you know, the the freshman film students have to do those audio projects like oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and someone was doing a Pokemon one, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Elizabeth Tornheim told me to <laughs> audition for it. Mm-hmm. So I did, and I ended up playing Ash and Officer Jenny, mm-hmm. and it was just a really fun experience, and I was really happy with the final product of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do more of this, okay. and I have nothing to do this summer. I want to do more. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think at that point I was like, I wanna I'm going to focus on this yeah. rather than TV and film. Right. I think it was just like, I want to do more fun. of this. Mm-hmm. And... How many videos was it before the Pokemon one? <laughs> two? One? <laughs> so it was like so quick. I think it was two or three. And then how quickly did the Pokemon one it, take you off? Know, with a, within a, I uploaded it within the first month of the channel existing. And then when did it go uh, big the like first time? Within the week. Holy crap. Or within a couple days. Because <laughs> I remember, was it 2012? Wait, so I was... It was a summer 
June 2012. Yeah, so I was, like, studying abroad, so it was not until I came back that it was, like, oh, Anna's, like, a thing <laughs> now. Because <laughs> you had already kind of been, like, this mythic figure, I feel like, like, <laughs> of, like, the Quidditch community. Like, people were, like, oh, it's, like, we all know oh. Anna, and, 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 like, people knew of you, <laughs> and you were already there. And then, like, that next, like, spring, which was, like, my, like, last, like, jaunt with Quidditch... It was like, oh yeah, like everyone knows who Anna is, and we we're all trying to get a piece of her. Like, oh my god! Like uh, <laughs> that, because that was the World Cup that you 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 fucked your mm-hmm. your shit up. Ooh, should I not be swearing if your kids are? I mean, no, it's your podcast. Okay, you can do it. Okay. Sorry, British kids. Um, uh, twenty thirteen. So yeah, the World Cup after that. But it was a spring one, right? Yeah. It was your Orlando one. Yes, yes it was your Orlando one because you were at Wizarding World with. The, mm-hmm. the thing um and 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 uh star kid was there and they yep. like said hi to you and it was yeah like, dude that's when i like properly met a lot of star kid and now some of them are real good friends with mine yeah, it's crazy funny how that happens um so 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 brizzy voices happens and i mean and how soon was it then before you were becoming like a youtuber for <laughs> you know for whatever use of that word like like when was it like oh this is what I'm doing or who mm-hmm. I am or something like that. Really quickly, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like a big turning point was, well, I was uploading pretty consistently. I don't think with a schedule, but frequently mm-hmm. um, since the Pokemon video took off. And I'd already uploaded two or three videos within that month before it. So mm-hmm. I was already, I just had a lot of ideas and a lot of things I wanted to do the voices of Mm -hmm. in the beginning, much less so now that I've already done, I feel like, everything that Mm -hmm. I'm interested in. But at the time, I had a lot to make, and all of them were growing, and none of them at the time took off in the way that Pokemon did, but Mm -hmm. I'd gotten enough of an audience that it was significant, and YouTube networks like Full Screen were reaching out to me, Mm -hmm. and I was... Mm -hmm really intrigued by that so I was researching hardcore because I didn't want to get get gypped mm-hmm. and stuck into something that I didn't want to get stuck in and mm-hmm. I ended up really liking big frames so mm-hmm. I signed with them and I feel like that was a big turning point as far as finding a community and sure. having a manager to help me figure out what I want to do and how to get sponsored videos and how to like make a life yeah out of it. yeah yeah and I was making money mm-hmm. so I feel like that was a big factor having finding a network and mm. making money <laughs> what do you see as like the significance like however many or, or maybe there's not at all like post the the pokemon one mm. like um how many which i guess if anyone doesn't know that you did you voiced like all 150 mm-hmm. one original pokemon and they went super viral i don't know it would assume <laughs> anyone that's the knows. um is what do you see as like your significant like creative benchmarks throughout like from that to now from the last you know five years Mm -hmm. or so um well that was definitely the first one that Mm -hmm. really took off and then it doesn't need to be like view wise like like yeah yeah Mm. um well i recreated the frozen clip of do you want to build a snowman mm-hmm. from when she's like a little girl to when she grows up i just mm-hmm. recreated it shot for shot at my mom's house <laughs> one january mm-hmm. um and that took off 
much more than the Pokemon one did. Yeah, I saw that the other, just like um, the other day I was on her channel. And it caught up and surpassed Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, as did another Disney video I did, just uh, recreating um, John Cozart's After Ever After, but mm-hmm. with princess costumes. Mm-hmm. And that surpassed the Pokemon video until Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. And then, no, the Pokemon video's at the top again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the benchmarks were finding ways to branch out from what I was doing before, mm-hmm. where it was just like a pick a show mm-hmm. or like a channel like Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and voice all the characters, and then I was finding other things to do like music videos and mm-hmm. and eventually um, like cosplayer makeup tutorials, but sure. in character, mm-hmm. and then eventually stuff that just didn't have anything to do with voices, just talking about Harry Potter or something there, mm-hmm. like which has. Can be really scary, especially because the numbers don't usually match yeah. the voice videos. But it's nice to know it, it doesn't seem to be totally hurting me or backfiring. Sure. So. What do you think is like has been like the biggest? I don't want to say struggle, but like the biggest challenge, I guess, with the creating this thing that you yeah. you have. I think it's just running out of ideas having Mm -hmm. already done all the stuff that i'm most interested in doing Mm -hmm. as far as just pure impressions videos Mm -hmm. um and people always recommend you know like do rick and morty and i like i kind of want to but also they're all male characters (laughs) uh stuff like that and and like how many yeah you run out of shows eventually or especially ones that i've actually seen so Mm -hmm. like there are a million animes i could do but i don't watch them so it's like right um and okay so i well i don't want to get too introspective too quickly but i mean do you have a uh, a vision for where like the brizzy voices youtube thing is going like do you do you see that in your head or are you still kind of no. playing it by ear no i think i'm more playing it by ear mm-hmm. yeah well we're gonna put a pin in that and we're gonna, <laughs> and we're gonna come back around to some future uh-huh. things um so uh, let's let's go back to to uh, obviously because like i mean there's the harry potter blanket next to us there's harry potter stuff all around us and like obviously <laughs> like i think it goes without saying that obviously like harry potter is uh like the biggest thing mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. um if i if if i was a someone who i don't know why i said it like that if i if i was someone <laughs> who uh had like never read or been introduced to harry potter like what would you explain to me is like the the deal with it like to you what's the deal with it and ramble on my wayward uh-huh, son like uh-huh. do it if you gotta do it um i mean i, I did make a video about this yeah but it's true. a little more on the personal side and mm-hmm. like what it how it changed my life rather mm-hmm. than how it will change everyone's life what's like the log line um, of that for you the log line of that is that it made me decide to be an actor mm-hmm. and that it made all of my decisions therefore as far as like going to new york and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. playing quidditch and absolutely everything that had ever changed my life yeah. <laughs> starting youtube mm-hmm. um that all comes down to harry potter in yeah. the end um but as far as just for everyone i think it's just the most magical world there is mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there like is there like a foo foo side of that? Is there like a 
like, well, these are the lessons that it teaches, and this is why kind I think of, it's important. Kind of, yeah. Very much so just the, the weapon we have is love, that mm-hmm. sort of dealio. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's, I think it changes anyone who reads it for the better. Mm-hmm. And I think reading it is such a much more effective way to absorb that message and those changes than mm-hmm. watching the movies. It's not as effective. Why do you think that is? Um... I don't know. I think you just, you absorb it more fully and more personally when you're reading it. And you, mm-hmm. I guess, imagination might be a big factor in sure. that. Whereas watching the movies, it's more, you're more detached from it. You're more just watching it for the story mm-hmm. and watching all the magic happen. Whereas in the story, reading the book, you're more creating this universe and making it all real in your head. And I think you you absorb that more as a person. Sure. And it changes you much more fully i think Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that and i mean as far as like the other things that like you're a big fan of is harley quinn or Mm -hmm. uh, pokemon or overwatch do you see like uh, like a like a connection between all of them in terms of like things that attract you to them as characters or stories or Um, worlds or anything other than being playful and colorful Mm -hmm. to some extent even if they're dark Mm -hmm. (laughs) um no not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just like like playful. Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, what in even in like a broader sense, um, like, uh, what do you see as like the role of? Because obviously, like you and a lot of your friends and a lot of people that like we are surrounded with in terms of our our like mutual friend group do like a lot of like disney based things or cosplay based things or things like that like what do you see as the role of the in a general way like the role of fandom in the world in the entertainment world Dude, that's or, deep i know like, <laughs> I, like 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 can you can you hit that a little bit like uh, i don't know i think it's just about coming together over something fictitious Mm -hmm. (laughs) something that is a different world that someone made up and that we like to enjoy together Mm -hmm. like one or a few people came up with this world and we are super into it and we're gonna bond over it Mm -hmm. and that is cool (laughs) so it's like the the like togetherness of it of like yeah that's a big part but not the only part i mean a lot of it for a lot of people i'm sure is just escaping Mm -hmm. um yeah and just just trying to learn things from that world to apply to the real world Mm -hmm. yeah i think imagination is a big factor do you see yourself as like trying to contribute to that like through brizzy voices and through like your kind of like creating fan communities or yeah i guess in whatever way you want to interpret it like 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 the, the, i guess the broader question that i was coming back to to the pin is that like what do you see as like being your primary like uh <laughs> your primary function you know like you're <laughs> like 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 what do you and not and i th- that like implies that like you have a function and you're doing right it. but like like what like what are you reaching for even for with videos you make or you know like we just did we've done two short films together and other things you've done with other people. Like, what do you see as being like the umbrella under which those fit? I think it's, to me, it's just about creating something 
fun to get lost in for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Whether, I mean, somehow that's turned into YouTube, but Mm -hmm. at, like, the end game that's being part of cartoons. Yeah. um, That are, that just kind of shape who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, my end game is I want to be someone's childhood, like Tara Strong. Has, sure. Is just in all of the cartoons that you've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want. Um, to have a little part in all of those mm-hmm. that really mold people from the beginning. Right. <laughs> and, and are a huge source of fun. Yeah. And, and uh, okay, I'm going to go to it. We're going to go to this with this. Is, <laughs> is, so the first way is that, like, how much do you see? Because obviously, like, with YouTube, you've been, like, super, super successful. Like, millions of people have seen you and all that. It, well, A, is that, like, intimidating ever? Just thinking about the humans out there who've seen my face? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Like, all of them? Like, no. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'd do if they were all in one place at one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what anyone would do if there was, like, a million people in one place at one time. Is, I guess I'm so, like, fascinated with, like, like, this feels, like, so cringy to say it out loud, like, to your face, but, like, fascinated with, like, fame, you know, uh-huh. of, like, because I, I, I don't know, I just find myself, like, super, like, fascinated about that. And, like, how, I mean, how much do you see as, like, the success of, like, y- you being Anna, being Brizzy Voices, that very soon will be in cartoons that young kids will be watching or that will be seen by a larger amount of people? Like, how much do you desire like or do you see that what or what do you see the role of, of like your personal like self being put into that yeah it's weird because as a youtuber i've gotten so much more notoriety than much more successful voice actors than mm-hmm. myself yeah because voiceover just inherently is not a famous field because yeah. your face is not attached to it sure and names very rarely are mm-hmm. um as a kid looking up to Emma Watson, I definitely wanted that life, like very largely. That I feel like that was, at least in some part, part of why I wanted to be in film is because I I wanted people to be able to look up to me and, to, mm-hmm. and to, for them to know who I was sure. and make my mark. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. So it's it's. Something that has always been in the back of my mind is something that I kind of want and am comfortable with as far as, and as long as everything is, you know, structured and nothing goes crazy mm-hmm. um, and everything is safe, then I'm cool, cool with it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, do you, I, see- you know, I still accept that voiceover is not the right path to try to get famous. <laughs> no. So that's more, uh, being successful there is more important to me than the name. Do you want to keep being, doing Brizzy Voices or would you be willing to like let that kind of be at this phase of your life and like move on to like being Anna the voice actress? I, I mean, I'm willing to let that phase eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it for now and Mm. I like since I was interested in having people know who I was I like that aspect of it being able to help people or be an example I I feel like being such a goody two-shoes that I am I'm so comfortable with being a role model because I don't feel like I'm gonna screw up and and Mm. make someone make a terrible decision because I'm just such a goody two-shoes so I'm very comfortable with being a role model um so 
Yeah, I don't. I I want to stick with YouTube as long as I have the time for, and as long as it's effective. Sure. <laughs> but I I'm comfortable with phasing out a personality mm-hmm. like Brizzy Voices. Um, just yeah. Right now, it's more of just a marketing thing than anything. Yeah. Sticking with the name. Yeah. Well, and it's also like who knows like where so much of this like YouTube stuff is really getting down to you know like no idea how long youtube or being a youtuber is gonna be a thing mm -hmm. let alone specifically for me (laughs) well and we like i get super tripped out now like maybe just in the last year of like realizing that like i've seen people come and go Mm -hmm. you know like like even someone like do you remember the wine cone he was like this asian guy that would make these like kind of vlogs he won like video of the year and like 2007 or 2008 <laughs> for what, what for kind of he did this video that was like hotness prevails slash something and it was just him mm-hmm. in his apartment on like a really hot day just like rambling for like 19 minutes i have no idea and what it this went is. and it was like the top video of the year of youtube that what? year and i've like and he like still is around but like i get really tripped out i'm like man who is this guy like what <laughs> is he just working a job and like he's got all these videos online that not anyone's watching anymore yeah. but he's I don't know. I get really tripped out on that. Or, like... Yeah, I definitely advise against getting into YouTube for YouTube's sake. Just as as an end game, I don't think YouTube is a reliable thing to shoot for. Yeah. So, I I do worry about these vloggers and people who just YouTube themselves with no no sort of art or craft or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. talent behind it that can be put to something else unless you're interested in hosting or something tyler oakley has done a great transition from his style of videos to hosting red carpets or whatever that Mm -hmm. seems like a very natural sort of thing to me yeah so if you're into that sort of world it makes sense but yeah i I mean what do you see as like being the biggest if you could change something about youtube i I don't want to start it on like the negative (laughs) note but like what do you see as being like the thing where you're like i don't really like where this is going uh, but it, and it would be better if, if it was like this. Um, I don't know how to go about it, but I wish there was a way that being shocking and doing something terrible or annoying wasn't as interesting as it is. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that gets the clicks. Yeah. Being obnoxious and being terrible, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. is intriguing because you want to watch a train wreck and you want to see what's gonna happen so i wish just people trying to pull up the shock factor as much as possible wasn't as successful as it is yeah and it all feels like 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 you were saying like so much of it like comes from and it like this like gets under my skin and i wish it 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 didn't because i do get super weird about it it's like how much things seemed like ego based you know Mm -hmm. where it's like oh i'm gonna like do this thing and it's gonna like get all me these views and it's like well okay Sure, you want to, like, drive attention towards something, but, like, really, what is it? Yeah, I feel what's like the, it needs what's... to be grounded in something other than yeah. just numbers up and up. Yeah. Because if it's just, if all of the value is put in the numbers, then you're going to get depressed real quick. Yeah, and you're going to, like, fade away. It even fe- it feels like, like, like earlier this year, like, Jake Paul had, like, this mm-hmm. whole thing... And like, when was the last time Jake Paul was clickbait? It's been like a minute, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he like he I about that. he he like burned like even like he's got this new this new music video that is it's like as bad as any of his other music videos, but like no one cares about it right. anymore. And it's like, oh, 
Because it's just going to be the same thing just, over and over. Well, he just burned, and, like, meanwhile, in the background, like, Logan was getting more subscribers than him consistently and is, like, still strong, you know? I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it seems like that whole, like, big ego thing, it's... There's, there's no, I don't know. I get, I get so, so <laughs> aggro, like browsing Instagram, just getting like so angry, like ah, like what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. Um, okay, so, so the, the, the kind of the last like pass I want, or the last lap I want to do is, is talking about because you talked a lot about how, uh, like YouTube and entertainment, um, are like escapes, right? Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the, the big thing for you. But obviously, like in this day and age, like there's so much like social stuff and and i i don't like talking about i mean political is is what it is but it's really just big social things like what do you see as like the relationship between like entertainment and things you want to do and these like big sweeping yeah things because obviously responsibilities yeah like 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 what do you see as being like your responsibility or even in a general sense like anyone's responsibility like in it in any yeah. age, but especially in this That's age. That's definitely a big question that yeah. um, high, like, YouTubers have had on their minds since the election. Like, that big Casey Neistat video about... Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're a YouTuber and you don't people tell people, tell your audience who you're voting for and why, you're a douchebag and you're, like, you have a responsibility to mm-hmm. share that and try to... Try to make the world better mm-hmm. <laughs> by using your influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should have to have that responsibility mm-hmm. at all i i don't think like people like to hate on taylor swift a lot because she's been totally silent about anything mm-hmm. trump or that election in general yeah. and i get that and it's very frustrating but i think i don't think that she has to be i yeah. don't think she has to be hated because she is silent on these things sure. i just think it's a huge bummer yeah um, well, especially someone like her that's, like, a yeah. beacon for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's such... Yeah, it's a really delicate Pretty thing, sure it's because she I'm voted not... for Trump. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because if she hadn't, there's no... Like, that's the best explanation yeah. there is. Well, and I, I, I do... I side with you, like, totally and fully on that. Is that, like... I don't know. There's there's this, like... Like, everyone has a voice now, right? Mm-hmm. Like Like, you don't need to earn it. You just need to, like, sign up for it. And it feels like that's not a reason, like, like I don't need to put my personal crap online. And everyone, you know, I, I don't know if you scanned all my shit posts, like, you would probably get a sense of what I think mm-hmm. about. But, like, I, I don't know, the feeling like you need to voice the opinion thing. It, yeah. I think it's a missed opportunity, for sure. It's kind of the yeah. same as um, whether, if you're gay, like, do you have responsibility to come out and be some sort of... Um, role model for people who are struggling in the closet like where is your responsibility there and how much do you have a right to just keep that private and Mm -hmm. do your entertainment Mm -hmm. part of the deal um and i I, it's a i think it's a missed opportunity but i don't think it's it's needed yeah i mean where do you see yourself falling on that because obviously you were i don't know you weren't like silent or anything on the election but obviously Mm -hmm. like you didn't come out with a video or anything like that i mean do you see yourself as kind of riding like the private to public line yeah, I think a little bit? It's, to me, it's more the decisions I've made for the most part has been my channel isn't the place for that. Um, just because I don't take things so seriously on there and it would feel off brand sure. to me. But I feel like Twitter is where I can just be me and show people what I'm thinking about stuff. So it feels more appropriate there. Yeah. Um, 
But it is a bummer because I have less influence on Twitter than I do on YouTube mm-hmm, by like mm-hmm. 10% or something. Yeah. It's like 10% of Weird. my followers on YouTube maybe are following on Twitter or less. Uh-huh. Um, maybe like 5%. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's weird how that happens. Yeah. Like how some people seem to like really thrive on Twitter and yeah. other people it's like. Yeah, but other, other certain people have the opposite. Well, it's the um, same thing with like Instagram too. It's like some people are like do banger numbers on Instagram, yeah. but like nowhere else. I have way more followers on Instagram than I do on Twitter and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't pretend to dissect that. It's weird. Okay. But... Two more things. Yeah. One brand new for the new season. Oh no. New, brand new for the new season. Just, this is why you put me first on this season because you knew I would listen to the other ones and then <laughs> no. Well, I knew that it was gonna be a juicy. I knew it was gonna be a, a juicy one. Is um, is it, it, what do you look for? What do you value in a friend? Because obviously oh. this is me and all my friends, so we got to talk about friends. Oh. Like, is there a through line? Is there an overall thing? Like, maybe there's not. I think a good balance. It's kind of like the Quidditch thing. A mm-hmm. good balance of how to know when to be silly mm-hmm. and when to be when to take things seriously yeah and and being able to be completely ridiculous and silly and and not having any purpose whether mm-hmm. other than just goofing off and also being able to have an intelligent conversation and mm-hmm. and talk about bigger things yeah makes sense and accomplish stuff do you ever read joseph campbell no here with a thousand faces no. I'm going to buy a copy of that. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like the book that, like, like I mean, every, like, fuckboy writer has read, <laughs> you know, like, here with A Thousand Faces. Because it's, like, the book that, like, in, very famously, like, inspired Star Wars. And, like, oh. it's the it's basically this guy, Joseph Campbell, is, like, a psychologist that, like, charted, like, the mythic origins, like, going from the Bible to every random fairy tale and Roman and Greek mythology and all this. And it's like, well, listen... Every one of these stories in, about characters and heroes has, like, one, there's one path to it. And, like, it's, you exist in one world, and then you, like, you know, you are given, like, mythical help, a wand or a lightsaber or a staff or a sword mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and legs. And, and, a, and a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you're going on this adventure, and then you come back the master of two, two worlds. Uh-huh. And I feel right. like you, you, like like the harry potterness of you and like <laughs> everything you're saying is like well you kind of like have to be serious but silly it's like this master of two worlds mm. thing Should yeah we, interesting magic and, and well that's like like harry potter and like dreamstone uh on youtube october uh, it, it, <laughs> october 6 uh you've probably seen it um is uh uh there's like these joseph campbell like you know person hero needs to learn something harry potter is like you know he literally dies and comes back to the other world mm-hmm. i don't know something yeah. to check out something to check out something yeah. you might be into yeah. uh and then the last question as always i hate how predictable this is getting and it's gonna change soon <laughs> is uh what's your fave ice cream and why just so we don't end oh, on such a serious man. note i knew this was coming I know. and yeah i'm still unprepared good good i had this discussion like last week with my voiceover teacher, uh-huh. I still don't know. It changes. Okay. Are you an ice cream person? A hundred percent. Okay. What's your fave place to get ice cream? I really like this place down the street. This place down the street has this blueberry muffin Whoa. flavor that Whoa. is everything. So you like so an let's in- go with that. So you like an involved I really ice cream. like involved ice creams with crazy okay. stuff and yeah. But I also really like um 
cookie dough. I used to do this thing where I would eat cookie dough ice cream, but I would save all the cookie dough for later, so oh. I'd spit it out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. And, and then it was all bowl, like... And then it was just one big clump of cookie dough, and, it's and I would eat that. it's all melty at the bottom yep. of the bowl. It's so gross. It was delicious. Like, back in the day, that was the best thing in my world, and, <laughs> and now, like, just thinking about that, I'm like, oh, no, I could never do that. I could do it. Uh, well, there she is, Anna Brisbane. She's here. Yep. She's in your ears. Uh, (laughs) It's just going to (laughs) cut. It's just going to cut.